Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. We're getting down to the business end of the World Cup. We can't wait for Australia versus England tomorrow night. Uh, Fox Sports, every ball of every game of the 2023 ICC Men's Cricket World Cup is live and ad break free during play to stream on KO Sports. And you can watch it on Foxdale. One of the main men at Fox Sports Cricket is the Australian cricket legend, Mike Hussey, who joins us this afternoon. And Mike, it has been an intriguing build up, to say the least, for this match between Australia and England. Yeah, good morning, Julian. Uh, yeah, it's going to be a fascinating game, isn't it? Uh, Australia obviously playing some really good cricket of late. Uh, England, unbelievably, right at the foot of the table and um, can't get anything going whatsoever. But there has obviously been a spanner thrown in the works with no Maxwell and no Mitch Marsh in the next game. So who knows what's going to happen? It's going to be must, must, view, must viewing, I reckon. Well, how would you be feeling if you're Andrew McDonald or Pat Cummins playing good cricket, you got yourself in the top four on the way to the semi-finals, and then through no fault of your own, two very unusual circumstances, you lose two of your best players. Yeah, it'd be pretty frustrating. Uh, uh, no, no question about it. I think Australia can cover it, but it, it'd be frustrating because in tournament play like a World Cup, you want to be trying to build your momentum and build your form up towards the back end of the tournament. I really feel as though Australia were doing that um, and, and to have this sort of spanner thrown in the works will, be, will definitely be a disruption. It provides opportunities for someone else, I think, I think someone like Cameron Green could come in and play a similar role to Mitch Marsh. He can be aggressive, sort of batting in that number three position and, and help out with a few overs. I honestly feel as though Maxwell is going to be a little bit harder to replace. And um, I think Stoinis can do the job from a batting perspective, maybe not as well as, as a Maxwell, who's in unbelievable touch at the moment. But, but what is going to be really interesting is Maxwell's been so good with the ball throughout the tournament. You know, he, he's, he's yeah. consistently bowled well in those Indian conditions. Stoinis, obviously, more of a medium pace option. So someone like maybe a Travis Head might have to step up and bowl a few more overs, but he's, he's definitely not as good a bowler as Maxwell. So I think from that perspective, that's where Australia certainly lose a little bit and, and, and will find harder to replace. Just on the, the Glenn Maxwell incident, I mean, we've heard Marcus Stoinis say, look, you know, and Andrew McDonald say it was nothing underward, it's just boys being boys. But is there, do you feel it was, is there any sense of it being a little bit irresponsible or is this just simply bad luck? Well, I, I guess the short answer is I don't know. Uh, I wasn't there. I, wasn't see what, I didn't see what was going on. I guess we've got to take it on face value. Um, accidents do happen. It just seems like accidents happen to Maxwell more often than not. <laughs> it's, it's, it's crazy, um, you know, uh, the, the things that um, seem to happen to him. Um, it's, it's definitely not ideal and, and you'd sort of hope that they weren't being too silly or anything like that with, you know, with what's on the line and, and, and with what's coming up, um, to lose someone like Maxwell, it, it, 
honestly, it, it can derail your whole um, your, your whole tournament. So let's hope he's okay. Let's hope he dismisses the one game and um, it doesn't affect Australia too much and they can, you know, play well and, and, and hopefully beat England or, you know, win, win a couple of their last uh, three matches and, and, and sort of sail through to the semifinals. You work with the England team during the uh, T20 World Cup. What, watching from afar, uh, can, have you got a sense for what's gone wrong in this tournament, given they've been such a good white ball team for a long time? I must admit it's really surprised me, and I'm happy to put my hand up and say at the start of the tournament, I thought England would be right up there at the pointy end of the tournament. I, th- I thought they were good enough to make, you know, get through to the final. But obviously that's, that's not proven to be the case at all. I think the thing that surprised me the most is the batting that hasn't fired. I looked down the list and I sort of, and, and having worked with some of these guys, they're world-class players, they really are, but their batting has not fired whatsoever. It's put a lot of pressure on the bowling side of things. Their bowling is, is serviceable. I wouldn't say it's like, you know, world-class, like some of the other t- attacks going around, but they, they're, pretty, they're a pretty smart group. Um, and, and, you know, their, their depth can be tested a little bit, but the batting side of things is something that's really surprised me. I thought they'd be one of the powerhouses and putting on some massive scores. But, um, yeah, maybe teams have figured them out and, um, and, and, and they're maybe just a bit low on confidence. Once you sort of get into a bit of a hole, sometimes it can be hard to dig your way out of it. So um, I'm sure they'll be scratching their heads, England. But, but the, the scary thing is, you know, there's obviously a great rivalry with Australia. And, and no matter where the two teams are on the table, I, I know England will be right up for this game. And, and I know that they would love nothing more <laughs> than to, than to win, win against Australia, just to sort of derail Australia's uh, plans and, and efforts to get to the semi final. So it's going to be a fascinating match. And um, yeah, it, it's, yeah, I said it's, it's must. Must-watch viewing, I reckon. It's been Mike Hussey, Fox Sports cricket commentator, of course, Australian cricket legend. Uh, Joe Root's comments overnight have certainly raised some eyebrows over here. Man for man, I'd have this team over the Australians. What do you make of those comments? <laughs> there seems to be a lot of barbs going back and forth mm. between uh, the, the, the two countries um, ever since the Ashes, really. Um well, I guess he kind of has to say that, really. You know, like you mm. can't say, "Oh, no, I'd prefer to be in the Australian yeah, camp," you know, being an Englishman. And and an Aussie's not going to say, "Oh, no, I, I think England have got a better team than us." They're not going to say that, you know. So, I, I guess it's it's like Glenn McGrath saying, "I don't go out to lose any Test match, so I think we're going to win five nil." You know, it, it's I, I wouldn't read too much into it. Yeah, you, you know, that, they'll be doing everything they can to try and build each other up get each other in a positive frame of mind, try and have some sort of an impact at the back end of this tournament and um, show a bit of loyalty and a bit of faith in each other. And, and so that's all I read into the comments. I don't, I don't read it as him having a crack at Australia or anything like that at all. A lot of analysis on what's gone wrong for England, but is it simply the fact that no hussy, no England? <laughs> well, I think we should run with that, definitely. Um, no no, you know, no uh, calls from I, Stokesy I or Matty Mott haven't given only... you a call? <laughs> There's definitely a correlation there. No, I, I, I can't. I can't sort of uh, subscribe to that. And and look, even when England won the World Cup here in Australia, I, I played a very small role in all that as well. So um, no, I, I don't think we should probably uh, get that narrative out there. But I'd be I'd be happy with it if it was true. But it's not. Don't mind it at all. Now India look awesome. They destroyed Sri Lanka last night. Uh, unbeaten home conditions in form. Would it be a a major surprise if they don't go on and win the tournament? Well, I think it'd be a surprise. Yeah, they, they look like the number one team for, for sure. And, and I think for me, <clears throat> the, the question mark for me coming in was, 
could they handle the home home pressure, playing in front of their home fans? And that, you know, their squad looks amazing. You know, they've got all bases covered. They, they, they're playing with confidence. But could they handle that extra pressure? And they look like they are absolutely loving it. You know, like watching last night when they looked like they were going to get a wicket every single ball at the start of that Sri Lankan innings. The crowd was just making so much noise. They looked like they were having so much fun out there. And, and I think that's an ominous sign for the rest of the competition. So, but... But you can't say, you know, that they're going to be runaway winners because it's a World Cup and there's a lot of good teams out there, you know, and on any given day, anyone can beat anyone. You know, we saw that with the Netherlands knocking off South Africa earlier on in the tournament. So they can be beaten, but they're going to have to have an off day and another team, hopefully it's Australia, can can have a, um, you know, a a day out and, and play at their best. Just looking ahead to the, the test summer, uh, Mike, it looks like Dave Warner's going to get his swan song against uh, Pakistan and then we're going to have to find a new opener. Who do you think would be in front in that race to replace David Warner right now? It's a good question. Uh, um, I, I've got a few names sort of swirling around my head and um, it'll be very interesting to see which way the selectors go. And I, I guess for me, the, the guys that have, uh, uh, I guess, been doing well, um, you know, you can't discount a Marcus Harris. He's got some experience there and he, he will, I know he hasn't probably grabbed his opportunity, mm. but he's got that experience and he will get better as he gets older, you know, and gets better knowledge of his own game. He, he, he still, I, I still think he's good enough to play, play at the level. Um, from my neck of the woods, Cameron Bancroft is someone who's obviously played, been through a lot, has been exceptional for Western Australia over the last couple of years. And, and then there's a Matt Renshaw that um, obviously played in the past as well. Who's, who's a very fine player too. It might come down to, what style of player the national selectors want. Like you, you think of David Warner and the way he plays, how aggressive he is and tries to put pressure on the balls and get Australia off to those fast starts. Do they go for a similar type of player to a Warner or do they just go for, okay, who, who do we think is the next best opening batsman in Australia and let's go for them. So I don't know. It's going to be fascinating. D- does it come from those three or do they just throw a, a spanner in the world or curveball and, and go for, Maybe someone that they think, you know, could be a 10-year player in the future. Um, there's some decent youngsters coming through. Um, maybe like a Henry Hunt from South Australia. I, I, I don't know. It, it's going to be fascinating to see which way the selectors go. Yeah, Cam Bancroft certainly made a good start to the Shield season. What about Alex Carey? He's lost his place in the in the one-day team, dropped after the first game at the World Cup. His ashes were okay without being spectacular. Would he be a little bit worried about his place in the test team? Uh, it's a good question. I, I, I don't think so. I, I think white ball cricket is very different to test cricket. And uh, I, I think you can't really argue with his his performances in test cricket over the last couple of years. He's done a pretty good job behind the stumps. He's, he's definitely ha- uh, helped with some handy innings with the bat as well. Um, so I, I don't think so. Um, he'll obviously be hoping to get off to a good start, you know, this summer with, you know, with the red ball. Um, just to sort of allay or, or keep keep the wolves at bay, really, because if you do, if he drops a couple of catches and gets a couple of low scores early in the summer, then certainly the the you know people will start uh, you know beat, beating the drums a little bit. But um, I don't think he should be concerned just at this stage. Um, he's a he's a good player, and he's a good person, a good character to have around the group. So um, I think they'll persist with him to start with for sure. Just one more before I let you go, Mike, on tomorrow night's game uh, between Australia and England. Our pace bowlers, whether it's been Start of the innings, or even at the death, as we saw the other night, have been a little bit inconsistent. Do you expect from ball one tomorrow, whether it's England's batting first or, or chasing, they're just going to go really hard at the Australians? 
I think they will. I think they'll want to come out and really make a statement in this game. You know, they've been so disappointing. And and knowing Josh Butler, I think when he gets sort of backed into a corner, he says, you know, his, his message to the team is like, well, if we're going to go down, let's go down playing our way and let's go down swinging. <laughs> so I'm expecting them to come out and, and um, yeah, try and throw a few punches early um, and, and, and sort of see where it gets and try and put Australia on the back foot right from the start. So, uh, you know, I'm sure Australia will be expecting that as well. And, and it, it's a tough place. You know, like if, if you get some flat wickets in India with fast outfields, mm. um, not, not the biggest grounds, you only have to miss by a couple of millimetres and the ball goes. You know, we've seen it. We've seen scores of around 400 consistently throughout this World Cup. Um, so it's pretty tough, pretty tough job being a fast bowler or any sort of bowler at the moment. Absolutely. Uh, Mike, we can't wait for the match tomorrow night. The rivalry between Australia and England has, has never been hotter, it feels, over the last 12 months, and uh, another chapter will be written tomorrow night. Thanks so much for your time. No worries, Jules. Have a great day, mate. You too, Mike. Mike Hussey there, Fox Cricket commentator. KO has every match of the Cricket World Cup. Watch the Cricket World Cup with no ads on KO. And that was our cricket update. Study business at Cricket Victoria, powered by RMIT.